0: Welcome to the Get Offset Podcast. My name podcast. Get offset podcast. My name is Emily and I'm in the recovery studio with Greg and Zara from Recovery Effects. Thanks so much Hi. for having me. Thanks Hello. for coming. Yeah. It's a really beautiful studio. Um, you can't say that for every studio I've ever been in, but this is really nice. It's obvious y'all put a lot of work into it.
1: Yeah, I mean we built it like 10 years ago 12 years ago
2: yeah so we rented this property for 10 years and our landlord used this as a wood shop so there used to be a garage door here and a bunch of leaky skylights and old vinyl windows and he died and we bought the house and the first thing we did was come in here and gut it (laughs) and we turned it into a studio and it's still a work in progress like the wood panels we up a couple years ago, so
1: yeah, we're working on some stuff in the live room right now, but have to kind of balance it between making pedals and tearing up the house, you know, trying to make that better too.
0: Yeah, I mean, you all are designing new things, releasing new things, and just it seems like you're selling them faster than you can build them. Congratulations! <laughs>
1: That's, yes, true. hopefully, we can keep, <laughs> keep doing that. Yeah. Hopefully,
2: I thought when I came on board building like we'd be caught up but turns out we need to sell more now
0: because (laughs) this is my job yeah that makes a lot of sense
1: so um yeah but we've been it's it's been working really well especially uh you know I I was uh kind of scared during the pandemic um just for I mean because of a lot of things but it's turned out really well Um, I really liked the pandemic. I thought it was awesome.
0: (laughs) You know, especially that part where nobody went everywhere, anywhere at all. Like you just stayed home. That That was was my favorite Uh, part. I liked that (laughs) part a lot. I'm like, I like my house. I like, it's got my stuff. It's got my cat. It's got my husband. I like it here, man. Everything we need is right here. Yeah. (laughs) You know, Rick and I talk about how we when we moved to Seattle, we were in a one they called it a one bedroom loft. It was a it was a studio loft. It really was um, not a door anywhere except for the bathroom door, which meant no privacy. And I I keep thinking that, like, if that had been where we were living during the pandemic, I'm not sure we'd be married still. Yeah, that we would like be each hard. other a lot.
2: Yeah. <laughs> it's nice that the studio is separate from our house, so we do have you know, that, um, nice separation.
1: Yeah. We still, even, you know, pandemic or working together, we still don't like see each other a whole lot. I mean, like as much as we would like to, um, just because, I mean, I get up early, I'm working downstairs and, and, um, and then at night I'm usually just finishing up, you know, working on, he does Design. all of his
2: building in the morning and then designing and ordering components at night.
1: So Wow,
0: that's that's it's nice to have like it set like that instead of just being like a chicken with your head cut off kind of thing, it's which is how just, like, I that, operate a lot.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I mean I think that I mean hopefully we'll have um you know that it won't be quite like that in maybe like a year's time. But uh, yeah, we'll we'll see. Hopefully, we, you know, hope hoping to get more into being able to do demos, spending that extra time. I um, mean, we're always going to have to build, but um, and hopefully, we're always designing. But there's just been um, a big, uh, you know, kind of a learning curve, trying to figure out, um, you know, how how to how to up production and um, do it in a smart way. Yeah. Um. So just having you know, doing a switch from like through-hole components to SMD components and stuff oh. like that, and
0: yeah, that's that's a big change.
1: Yeah, and having a, a few things assembled on the boards uh, when they come in, um, and and just figuring all that out um, has been
2: especially with the modular stuff because he's putting all of these tiny little
1: yeah the modular yeah. stuff has been himself. real. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, now the, those boards will come in assembled um, and that's super helpful. And, you know, the, the modular stuff, it kind of had to be, you know, SMD because everybody wants smaller things and, and oh, yeah, it just gets really tiny and, you know, people want that in pedals as well. You know, it's like, this is kind of, you know, the 125B is kind of become the, the standard size that you want to try to shoot for and so now the pedals have uh you know we have some new stuff in the works and that's also 125b and it's smd and so yeah yeah
0: yeah whatever you can do to scale up production so that y'all both can make a living doing this i mean that's the dream And make cool stuff yeah for sure more cool stuff all the time and you are making cool stuff all the time. You, for, for you know, essentially a two-person operation, you all release a lot uh, from from my perspective. And it's all really, really cool. Um, I know you just put out, well, fairly recently, The Ghostwriter. Yeah. Uh, can you talk about that one a little bit?
1: The Ghostwriter is just a really simple way to uh, 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 transform audio into MIDI and... Um... There's, uh, there's an audio portion, so you can it'll let your audio go through, um, you know, split the signals, buffered. Uh, and, then, and, and then just a simple um, audio to MIDI interface, it transmits on channel one, so it's super simple. You just plug it into whatever synth that you want to trigger and you're off and running. There's no like, it's like plug and play. There's, you don't have to restart it or reset anything. Yeah, it's pretty cool.
0: I love that because I just got a synth uh, from Perfect Circuit, uh, the JX-08, and I really love the sounds in it. I am very bad at keyboard stuff. No, me too. Oh, man.
1: That's kind of why, I mean, I've always, I'm like drawn to synthesizers, and I think I'm a good like um, synthesis, but I'm not a good uh, player at all. And um, so that's like one of the, you know, I would just, I can't tell you how many times I've just like been recording. and I just want to lay down a lead line and it's like, ah, if I could just do this on guitar, it'd be so fast, but I got to, you know, do 10 takes of it on a keyboard.
0: Yeah. I mean, it makes me think about it differently. Like I actually have to think about it, but if I had known that I, it would open up like the worlds of synth to me a little bit more, maybe I would have stuck with piano lessons a little bit longer. No shade to my piano teacher. She was not the problem. I was just wanted to play guitar.
1: <laughs> yeah. 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 There is so many ways to get, um, you know, synth sounds into your, into your, you know, DAW these days. Um, and that's, you know, the ghostwriter, I think is a, a good way to do it. If you're a guitar, guitar player, like sometimes you can, um, uh, if you, if you use Ableton, uh, you know, record some audio and then it. you know, you can just, translated into midi as well yeah uh, which is not not really necessary good for live use but you know it's uh, cool for recording
0: <laughs> that's true yeah i mean i don't know how you would do that live uh, you'd have to have a show computer right yeah
1: you know, um, would it would be even
0: more difficult than that i really don't know i don't use ableton
1: <laughs> yeah i mean you would you'd again yeah, there would be some latency probably um so i mean you should probably keep you know with the piano lessons if you're watching this
0: <laughs> or get a ghostwriter
1: or get a ghostwriter
0: <laughs> how's the response been to that
1: it, um really it's been really good and i was kind of anticipating there being a lot of like user questions and user uh, um kind of i anticipated there being a lot of problems basically and we kind of came off of a nightmare uh we released the ghost or the um, excuse me, Cutting floor floor. module, which we had to do a, um, a quick revision of um, as it was released. And so I think I, I just had that in my head. Um, yeah. And and uh, but the Ghost Rider has just been it's really smooth. And um, yeah, the only problem we've had with it so far is that the chip that it uses is uh, been hard to find.
0: Yeah, I keep hearing that. And I, I'm i a little surprised that it still seems as bad as it has been. certain things, it's, yeah. it
1: seems like it's even getting worse. It's weird because um, for the Ghost Rider, when, when I started working on this, I mean, you could find these for like, I mean, like 50 cents or whatever. I think, yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, I think we're up to like eight bucks or something now Whoa. per unit.
0: Wow. That's what, a 1600% increase or something like that?
1: Yeah, and then like spin spin chips are still, they're like you know three to four months out, so they're they're available, but you need to uh, yeah get your order in plan ahead I guess.
0: Yeah, that's fair. Get your order in.
1: Yeah.
0: Plan ahead. It's not bad advice, is it?
1: Get your order in, plan ahead. Except for the you know the Ghost Rider ones, um, you just gotta just gotta shell out. <laughs> yeah well you we have to shell out for the chips yeah
0: <laughs> we pass it along to you
1: nah we haven't yet actually yet, yeah. yeah yeah sorry that was a joke
0: <laughs> i think about uh, some of the brands that have talked about that um i think fender pretty recently talked about like the chips in the mustang micro which they had been selling for about a hundred dollars have like are 10 times more expensive than they used to be and they are like gonna have to pass that along eventually if it doesn't get better and obviously they are having some issues over there
1: yeah well um when is that the 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 chips the chips act biden's chip chips act is that gonna it's gonna fix it is it it? i don't know (laughs) (laughs) hope so (laughs) that would would be it would would be nice thing to be able to get stuff in the states you know it's all
2: their
0: priority probably isn't chips for us no but <laughs> probably more like for computers yeah. and be honest military yeah. stuff
1: yeah it's amazing though how many um people have been able to um you know not uh, raise prices um when you, you know you see stuff in stores and and uh you, know, you go out to eat and stuff like that it's like wow it's a lot more expensive but some some you know Somehow like uh, retail like goods have kind of seems seems like they've maintained a little bit. I don't know. I'm a little distracted I'm thinking we, about it
0: too. <laughs> we have a puppy and yeah. you can hear him in the house barking. An absolute sweetheart of a puppy who also did try to steal the rug.
2: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: So what's the pup's name? His name is Reckless Jackson.
2: Um. yeah and he's pretty reckless
1: <laughs> yeah
2: and jackson sometimes is uh, we shorten it to just jackass <laughs>
1: <But> <laughs>
0: that's uh, what i call my cat oh yeah uh, well she's a
2: princess not a jackass cats are so much um much easier than puppies
0: <laughs> sometimes they are you know sometimes sometimes they're not they don't they don't always like to cuddle as much. Well, Carrie doesn't. Oh. She cuddles with me. But yeah, I guess the puppy, yeah. he only cuddles at night in bed
2: under the covers. But oh, he came so right like up a... to me and was like, belly rubs. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. Carrie, Carrie the cat?
0: Yeah, Carrie, Princess Carrie Fisher. It's my oh. cat. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> she is uh, a trip. I love her a lot. She's made the pandemic much better. We had her before, but... After the because I actually started working from home well before the pandemic. Uh, so having her there with me was awesome. <laughs> like made it a lot less lonely. Just having someone around who's like part of your routine with you uh, waking up in the bed and then giving her breakfast and then she'll hang out with me for a few hours in the morning in the office, in the window, watch the birds, maybe yell at another cat or something. And uh, then she'll go up and take a nap. <laughs> I just finish my day. <laughs>
2: we've got three cats um, as well as the puppy. So it's kind of a zoo sometimes in our house.
0: Yeah, sounds
2: like it.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, it sounds like he's kind of settled in in yeah, there right yeah, now, which is kind good.
2: of cool. Yeah. Good. I don't hear him anymore. He's probably eating the couch or something. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Having fruit juice, I figured out. how We have a escape.
2: cat named Marina, and I don't know why, but he's decided a long time ago that her nickname is Fruit Juice. Everybody
1: calls her Fruit Juice. Everybody calls her. Why Fruit Juice? We got we got mad at her one time, and uh, and it was like a, you know, like calling her a name, and I called her Fruit Juice. It just slipped uh.
0: out. And
1: Very nice. Pretty cool. I think that's your new nickname. Nice. And it's perfect. She's she's kind of she's kind of sweet.
2: She is the cat that when people say they don't like cats, that's
1: Marina. She snuggles with me. Yeah. Yeah, they always have one person that they <laughs> are obsessed with. Yeah, she's she's nice. She's just she doesn't like other cats.
0: That's hard when you have two other cats and <laughs> a dog. <laughs> she's like, "Oh my god, dog. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Awesome. She, she likes to bat him around. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> yeah, this is your house is also the first place I ever saw a catio. Can you explain what a catio is for the viewers
1: at yeah,
2: home? Yeah, so
0: a catio is a patio for a cat. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and now it's like and a, a o too. Now,
2: okay, yeah, our puppy fits through the cat door still, and I don't think he's going to get much bigger. No. So he goes out there now. But um, we basically put a hole through our house and put a cat door, and we built this structure for the cats to hang out outside
1: yeah the, the most painful thing about the catio for me was so i built it once and uh coming off of the living room and then when we redid the living room uh we, we were like, well, the living room
2: completely because we had to put insulation in
1: yeah i must have spent like a like a week building the catio and um it was cool it was anyway the i tried to save it but there was no like i it wasn't built to like take off so so we had to move it down the house oh, so he's kind oh, of a poet yeah. building
0: cadios now yeah so i
1: built a whole new cadio but this, this it
0: wasn't it wasn't a modular cadio
1: no the new one is... <laughs> nice so when we do the, <laughs> Never again. the yeah when we do the the you know the middle windows uh, the bedroom middle bedroom windows whatever um i can just you know unbolt it and you know, put it back on later I
2: think it's paused they have a catio tour. cadio um once a summer okay, we've never like, been a part of it but wait so they just
0: like you go to houses that thing, have patios? Yeah.
1: <laughs> okay um <laughs> But you don't get to hang out in the catio.
0: No, I'm trying to think if I've ever heard of a weirder like garden kind of tour, and I, that's up there, man. That's up there. I got nothing. Yeah, <laughs> like a chicken coop tour. That's kind of you know
2: a classic. Oh, yeah, garden, yeah. Kind of tour. But yeah, catio. Isn't it,
1: isn't it primarily to give uh, builders ideas for? Yes. Um, you know to do their own catio because there's no like you know kit or anything that you can buy actually i think there are now
0: probably now but ever since i saw yours i really want one but i don't know if we're allowed to do it because even even though it's a townhouse and we all own our respective properties there are some rick what's it what's it called the the covenant oh that sounds Uh, creepy i know (laughs) it's basically you can't Paint your part like a weird color. Everything has to look relatively uniform. And we all have different like fences. So part of me is like, I feel like I should be able to do this. Well, if,
2: is, do you have a spot where you can build it low enough that nobody would actually see it?
0: Yes, yeah, um, so I could. We could kind of have it coming out from my office, perhaps. Yeah. We have a tall fence. Yes, yeah, see. more privacy. <laughs>
1: so, who is the... the... The ruler of the, the covenants.
0: <laughs> uh, well, we are the longest owners in our little building, which is saying something, Be,
1: you know, influential and in, like creating some laws, you know. To... <laughs> you know,
0: we actually just had some neighbors move in and they have two cats and a dog. The cats are uh, Getty after Getty Lee and Amelie after the movie. So they're cat people. And uh, the husband seems pretty handy. I bet he'd be down to do a catio situation. Yeah, Yeah. you have to make it. Now everybody has to have a catio. Yes, it's required. (laughs) Everybody has a catio. Rick, everybody has a catio. (laughs) It's only weird if you don't do it, it, he says. Yeah. What
1: you could do, too, is um, you could combine. You could do like like a gerbil run
0: oh my gosh
1: Every, well the, the problem with that is that you'd have uh, strange Stranger cats in coming your in your house
0: <laughs> oh my god my cat would die Yeah, literally die
1: you could put a little uh, barrier up between them so they could Yeah.
0: You know, they, now could you're getting too complicated. they could like it. sniff at each other and, yeah. and stuff but otherwise Jim and would be like have you seen Getty yeah <laughs> Yeah, he's playing bass. (laughs) (laughs) He's hanging out. By the way, we're both uh, Dan Electro bass owners.
1: When did you get yours?
0: Um, I got mine from Naveed Elliott, I think last summer. Um, It's a longhorn. It's purple. Oh, cool. Yeah, that's a sparkly gold.
1: Yeah, that's a late 90s. um, And we we did buy it. I bought it. Oh, you bought it. I went
2: to the guitar center myself and I said, that's the bass
1: for me. That's actually one of my favorite favorite basses.
0: I like the electro basses.
1: I think it's um I mean that one in particular like uh something something about the the tuning is always like it's it's rock solid and it plays really well and and um And it's, it's strange, light. And it's oh, they're so light. Basswood or something. But some composite. And there's no there's no way to really adjust it, you know?
0: Yeah, I noticed that in mine. And, was, yeah.
1: And um I've always been like when this thing uh, uh you know gets weird or gets kind of warped or needs an adjustment it's going to be it's going to be screwed but it, it never has, it's never happened and we've had it for like over 20 years wow it's like vintage now
0: yeah that's true what is what is vintage is it like the 90s now
1: well they say an antique is technically 25 years old
0: that's it 25 years old
1: yeah like it for yeah wow. I, I mean i don't I mean, I've heard that a few times, like something, that's it's 25 years old, like in the, in the game of like furniture and stuff like that is like, but I mean, I guess that kind of makes sense because, you know, that, you know, the nineties, like, you know, culture and music has started to come back and that's like, okay, that's 25 years old. I guess it's like anything where like a generation can pass. Um, huh. yeah, that seems to kind of make sense, but yeah. Yeah, it seems like all of my guitars are vintage now because I I started playing guitar, like, I mean, or buying guitars. You're because you're vintage. I mean, because I am vintage. <laughs> like the, um, I was just talking to somebody about my J45 um, a while back and they were like, I, you know, mentioned I had a J45. I was like, oh, cool, like an old one? I was like, well, kind of. I mean, I bought it in 2006 and I'm old. So <laughs> it's an old guitar now, But it's uh, but it's not like a 60s or anything like that. That um, yeah. Telly that you can't see um, in here, but um, that's like one of my favorite guitars of all time. Can I grab it? Yeah. And I kind of bought it on like it was an impulse buy by accident. And <laughs> um, yeah.
2: And how do you accidentally buy a guitar? It happens
1: uh, over and over. <laughs> I was I was borrowing a friend's uh, Telly Deluxe and uh it was a like a 70s and and i really really liked it and i'd never been like much of a telly person at all but um so i saw this one i was like i'm gonna buy it because it's a telly and um and i really liked the neck and how it played it was it had you know maple neck which i would never you know played before so it was kind of similar to the one i was borrowing and um so i loved it and i i would play it all the time and um but I, I wanted a, a telling deluxe, so I, I put the T V Jones Powertrons Nice. Yeah. In them. Well actually Emerald City did and um, did all the, the routing and and everything for it. And um and I absolutely love it. I think it's a great guitar. And this is an so it's a ninety I think it's a ninety eight. Ninety eight. Wow. Yeah. And I think I bought it new then.
2: How did you accidentally buy it?
1: Well, <laughs> I had gotten laid off from my job, and uh,
0: that's the best time to buy a guitar.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's when you're emotional. We were, I was emotional. It was a bunch of us that got laid off. It was like a, a big, like, like our entire team, and um, and so we were like, let's go get drinks, and uh, I see. <laughs> yeah, it was like 10 in the morning, and we were like. I mean we didn't didn't have any place to go or anything to do. <laughs> and then I got we we I mean yeah, it was just like I was super super buzzed and went down to Zobrist Music when that was still a thing on on uh, First Avenue. Down by the Yeah. And um I was like I'm gonna buy this guitar. I like the way this plays.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I've accidentally bought guitars too. Yeah. Uh, I called him from Carter Vintage in Nashville saying, is it, would you be mad if I, if I bought, if I bought the world's ugliest guitar right now? He's like, why? (laughs) But it was a a GNL Telecaster that had a a custom paint job and it was purple. And then there were clouds, but if you look closely, the clouds were trucker girls and they had lightning bolts shooting out of their butts, Uh, (laughs) but it had a B bender. Wow. and you know they're they're it's expensive to get a b bender and a guitar and i knew it had been there for three years because i think zach from mythos pedals told me it had <laughs> and he's like i oh, just 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 tell, like it's been here for three years guys come on cut me a deal so i got a little bit of a discount and then i had um uh beat um boot um gosh i'm blank about the names b- b- bt ferguson guitars Oh. From B.F. Ferguson, B.A. Ferguson, B.A. Ferguson Guitars. Okay. Yes. Boot from B.A. Ferguson Guitars, refinished it in uh, this gold. And Philippe uh, from Caroline, we got our guitars done at the same time, both g and So we call them the Golden Girls. <laughs> but I love that guitar. So no more lightning bolts? <laughs> I just, I couldn't do it. Some people told me to keep it, and I don't think they have my best interests in yeah. mind. I think they just wanted it for the meme.
1: You gotta, I mean, you're the one that's playing this thing.
0: Yeah, I'm like, I just I, it's, I can't guys. And the best part was that the the guard was autographed by Brooks and Dunn. Oh, <laughs> I still have the guard. if anybody wants to buy it from me. It's not authenticated but I did have uh, the owner of Carter Vintage write a, a letter of Providence for it. <laughs> which is the stupidest and funniest thing I own, I think.
1: Um, as long as you have the pictures for it, you don't. Oh, yeah.
0: I took a photo shoot from my friend's sunflower garden. Yeah, we we got we ripped the bong and just went out there. She actually has a great picture of her, just like like in the process of ripping the bong. We're dressed we're like in Western wear, we got Stetsons on and <laughs> French. We're like, we're like, thunderstorm rolls in in 30 minutes. We got to do this now.
1: <laughs> this is maybe one of the best afternoons of my life. That's awesome. I think we pulled out the, um, the Jazzmaster here because of the, the name of the podcast is Get Offset. <laughs> yes, it is. I was going to say podcast, but it's not really a podcast. It's a, it's a video cast. It's a YouTube cast.
0: Yeah, we are on all the podcast platforms still.
1: The audio version of it.
0: Yeah, and we get a surprising number of downloads. We, we do get more downloads to the audio still than consistently on the YouTube like the YouTube it can we can get like a couple thousand views on a podcast episode or we can get like a couple hundred <laughs> it just really depends on
1: this one will be a couple how hundred
0: generous is the algorithm that
1: week more than anything yeah. Oh, yeah you think for even for a podcast time
0: oh yeah yeah it's just like is it hitting people at the right time is the early engagement really good like could people make the premiere and kind of stuff like that I don't know part of me has kind of just stopped trying to crack it and now I just want to make stuff that I want to make. And sometimes it does really well. And sometimes it does like, okay,
1: but. Well, you'll probably have, you know, when you zoom out, you'll see that the the numbers go up and up, you know. You oh, know, yeah. They might like, you know, from week to week go kind of up and down. And,
0: uh... Oh, yeah. We definitely have more views and listens week week by week. I, I have a spreadsheet.
1: Yeah. <laughs> you you have a, a database.
0: Yeah. Every week, I'm like, okay, how many downloads did we get this week? Up this percent. How many subscribers did I get this week? Up this percent. Kind of stuff like that, because I am a marketer yeah. <laughs> at heart. Yeah.
1: Um. So, I mean, yeah, and I think that those things change as depending on what's going on, like current event wise, and and stuff like you seasonality. You have seasonal. You have the elections. Coming up, you know, like I, I wonder if that will have a impact on like audio podcasts, like, like positively or negative, negatively. I mean, people can just be sick of hearing certain things and be like, yeah, listen to, you know, get offset. You
0: know, when the pandemic started, my dad said,
1: "Don't talk about the
0: pandemic all the time. People don't want to hear about it." I'm like, yeah, I mean, but it's all people want to talk about at the same time. <laughs> so, so you're like everybody wants to talk about this but nobody wants to hear about it but then why do they want to talk about it but like right now it's summer the weather's nice people aren't sitting inside watching like youtube videos constantly yeah and that happens consistently every year i, I try not to to sweat it i am friends with a lot of other youtubers and we all do have like that initial like oh my views are really bad right now and I'm like well it's because people are out, they're touching grass, like they're doing. They're doing the thing, you know. Uh, they're they're living in the world, and um, and then when the weather gets cold again, uh, they'll come back inside and into our loving studio spaces. I guess.
1: Yeah, that's um, yeah. Speaking of uh, the pandemic, um, how do you feel after going to COVID Con over the weekend?
0: velocity I mean that was not the biggest event I went to I went to Nam. oh yeah yeah and I did not get COVID wow I
1: managed to not get COVID I think that like, wasn't uh wasn't velocity a little more packed together though than
0: it was too crowded I, th- I thought it felt a little bit like oversold not like fire marshal unsafe or anything like that but like wow there's a lot of people like in the I went to see Tim uh, Tim's um, panel with Lisa Belladonna and um, a few other folk.
1: It was hot in there.
0: It was hot. I think I got the last seat that wasn't in the front row. There was like a one couple on one side of an aisle and one couple on the other side of the aisle and like nobody in the middle. Cause for some reason they, they're five <laughs> they're, They put them in fives. I'm like, yeah, I mean, that's how the space allowed it, but wow. So I just sat down and was happy to have a seat. Honestly, I had my, I had like a little, cup of ice water i'm just like trying to chomp it without making too much
1: noise yeah
0: yeah but uh this weekend was a, a modular synth mostly modular
1: stuff right yeah mostly modular it's yeah. uh it's like it's kind of a they label labeled it as a synth thing but it's uh put together by modular seattle so you get like a lot of um the modular people for sure
0: yeah absolutely a lot of stuff that i looked at I was like i don't understand uh i i don't know much about modular but i'm like excited to like learn i'm just trying to find the time to learn more about it But like electron was there and i've messed with some of their little sequencers and stuff but were they there
1: seriously i, they I didn't had even... stuff there wow
0: it was like on the other corner by the dj booth
1: i was so like uh, i remember looking at the list and I, I just kind of forgot who was all there and um i didn't really get to walk around and see anything so yeah, yeah i was like Surprised that there was like I mean yeah hearing certain people were there um, yeah that that would have been cool I would have loved to I you know I, I wish I could walk 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 around more it's it's stuff like that that's one of the like Nam I really love to check things out I'm I love tough, walking yeah. around and uh, I didn't go to NAM, Nam this year now. it was um, and it was weird too because it was uh, I thought for sure when I heard Nam was doing its thing that the Tickets would be like, it would be real cheap to get in and it would be real scaled back. But it was more expensive than ever. Yeah. So were the booths. And yeah, yeah, booths were crazy. It was, It was, I was surprised actually. And
0: yeah, but it was, it was, I know there were fewer people overall, but when you think about like how they scaled down the physical space of it, it still felt, felt, felt hopping. Like there were people not quite shoulder to shoulder, but it was crowded. Uh, my husband and I wore masks the whole time. As at our co-host uh, at the time, Andrew Renard. Um, but he ended up getting COVID, and we were sharing a hotel room with him. We drove him home. The next day, he tested positive, and we ne- we didn't test positive from that. I got COVID from Gear Fest, Sweetwater's Gear Fest, uh, and I gave it to my husband. So, cool. Steve from Six to Cycle Hum. Uh, we were riding in like shuttle buses together to and from the hotel, and. uh, he messaged me the day after It was like, oh, I have COVID. Or I think it was the day I did, I think it was the day I got back. I think he took a test when he got home. Like, oh my God. Wow. Bad timing.
1: I, I wouldn't be surprised if we got it
2: from, like, of a. I felt like I had it when I was at Velocity.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, the next like day your body, my throat the was all, I still feel like, because I was, I was just literally like yelling all day. And yeah,
2: I, yeah. we mm-hmm. promised we're like, we're definitely wearing masks because there's going to be so many people. But then as soon as we got there and nobody really had masks on, no. and it was so hard to communicate already because it was so loud. Yeah. So it, was, it was pretty loud.
1: But I should have just, you know, I get real stressed out at those things, like thinking I got to explain things to people and stuff. And, you know, really, you know, I think about myself when I when I go to uh, events like Nam, and um, I don't understand anything that anybody's telling me. No, and none of it registers long-term. I'm just like, show me the thing, let me play with it, and maybe I'll take some stuff about it or whatever. But, like, it, you know, it's so loud in there, and I have... And it's not only that, I just, like, I'm, you know, just over, overwhelmed with um, just stuff going through my brain.
0: I can't um, believe the people who film so much content at Nam. Like, I, I tried at Summer NAM twice to film it sucked. It wasn't fun. It was loud. I felt like I was in the way really awkward and I just didn't get any joy out of it. So I just stopped trying.
1: <laughs> how did, how would you do that? Like would you bring in like a roll and go mixer or something and like try to get like some mixable kind of.
0: Yeah. I, so I had a, um, like a task cam or zoom handy cam kind of thing, uh, with mic inputs. I have a lav mic, um, to pick up my audio. And then I would everybody's hooked up to like cab stems so you can put that straight into a separate channel on the the mixer. Um, but the answer is it doesn't it doesn't really work for it doesn't work at all for pedals um, just because you don't have an extra angle. Uh, having two camera angles is pretty essential for a pedal demo. It works OK with guitars. I did film some silvertone guitars and it it, it was fine. I wasn't super happy with the video. Like I'm also sweaty. <laughs> I, I have so much less control over being able to monitor myself. Um, like I can do, I can go slower when I'm at home in my own space when I film. Uh, that just takes the stress off because I have bad anxiety. Uh, yeah. I just, I don't think it's fun. I'll go and I'll make connections and hopefully fruitful things and like hang out with people. But yeah, capturing content at Nam not not on does not uh what's the marie kondo's just bring joy or oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> she's sparks, a, spark sparks joy. It
1: sparks joy it does not spark joy um well for what it's worth i mean i mean maybe it's just you don't need to do it like you, you, there's um there's very little content that i see filmed at uh things like that that are that are um i i, I think that are really good um like i i Whenever you see something, when you're like Googling, um, YouTubing, um, uh, like a new a new product, and you you're just like, oh, it's a Nam video. I'm not gonna watch that because you know it's gonna be normal. yeah, it's gonna kind of suck.
0: But the 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 only it's gonna be a first impression too, so somebody's not gonna really know everything real. about it. Yeah,
1: yeah. So the only time I watch something like that is when you're when you want to get like a first glimpse of something, like a brand new thing that there isn't a demo of or something.
0: Yeah, and that's where you can do well with those kinds of videos. I know Ryan from 60 Cycle Hum has done well with, you know, hey, this isn't gonna be out for several months. Demo artists aren't gonna have this for several months, but here it is, you can try it out. And I know he's done well with that. Um, But yeah, that's the only time. And I just, I don't know if anyone released anything at NAMM this year that seemed super exciting. I mean, Dreadbox released some uh, pedals but uh and they were really cool i like their stuff yeah um i did a bananas thing and bought one of their diy kits what it's for yeah it's for um a sequencer i think i don't know actually i'm just like hey that sounds like you know what i need more projects
1: yeah that's what i need too is more projects <laughs> so, how many
2: guitars do we have in here and he's building a guitar
1: I'm, nice. <laughs> I'm speaking of offset offset podcasts. This is something you might be your, your, your viewers might be interested in your listeners. If I'm building my own, um, we can talk about that. I don't yeah. know what I can. Um, uh, yeah. It's just a, a kind of a jazz mastery thing, uh, but with P90s. Nice. Yeah. And, um, uh, Rosewood fingerboard and mastery bridge and tailpiece. And, um, I'm kind of, uh, yeah. I tried cutting my own pick guard for it. That's hard. It's really yeah, hard to cut. a And pick I guard. really tried, I really tried hard and watched a bunch of videos and got all the correct tools and stuff. And um, you know, maybe if I, if I did like 10 of them or something, I could get it down and do it. And it, and it worked. I, I did it, but I, I, you know, I've put so much time and effort into researching this so far and I just don't it's just, I'm, I know that's, I'm, I'm going to be bummed if I use that thing. So,
0: yeah, it's just not, it, it's like the whole thing where your taste is better than your skills.
1: Like your skills haven't quite caught up yet. I get that. And I, and, and, and I started putting so much time into it that I was like, I have to make this work now because I've like, I've spent a little time, like, okay, I cut it and I can need some touching up. So I would like try like sanding it and working out the, and it, it's cool. It turned out really really good like if i was putting together like if i was trying to refinish like an old harmony or something like that that i bought from goodwill or something like that i would totally use this pick guard for but i'm just this has got to be i imagine this being my my dream guitar even though i have my dream guitars why do i need a dream guitar if i have my dream guitar
0: you can have multiple dream guitars you can have multiple dreams and things after which you're i don't know
1: you I already can, have a jazz master that I love. Yeah, me too. I have a There's jazz a that I love. It's pretty cool.
0: I got the Elvis Costello jazz master. It was my white whale. <laughs> so after that, I'm like, I think I'm, I really hope I don't buy another jazz master soon. Um, and then, of course, I have a really great Telecaster, the GNL. And now I'm, I'm having this builder in vancouver build me uh nicole loznak i'm like i want you to build me a telecaster now
1: is that, who, is that the person you just got a guitar from recently
0: no that's uh Meredith coloma i got the freya from meredith okay, yeah, yeah. and uh their workshops are actually in the same building it's oh, kind wow. of funny yeah so yeah there's there are a lot of really stellar uh, women luthiers up in canada and specifically vancouver which is kind of all right <laughs> it's a hot spot
1: The hot spot. There used to be a a woman here that was awesome. She was more acoustic than Cat Fox, but she moved recently.
0: Oh. Oh.
1: Which sucks, because she was awesome.
0: I know there's a, a luthier up in Shoreline, right across from this public house. Rick, what's the name of that place we went with Nolan? He doesn't know. He doesn't know. How are we on time, Rick? 41 minutes? Okay. 41 minutes to go. <laughs> no, we've been talking for 41 minutes. Okay. Um. Yeah. So let's talk about some of the pedals. Okay. Gallows in the morning. You design oh,
2: that. That's my first and only so far. So far. Design. Yes. Um, that was a pandemic project. Um, in order to help calm my anxiety, Greg sat me down in front of a computer and he's like, design a pedal. Like, I don't know how. And he's like,
0: You're going to (laughs) learn. You're going to (laughs) learn.
2: And I am going to work with Greg to do, we're going to do something probably 2023 together. But this is like everything that I want in a pedal. So I don't know what I'm going to contribute to the next one.
1: Well, we'll figure it out. There's going to be the the cool thing about, so we have a new, um, uh, uh, a new basis, uh, for, um, uh, for programming some of these things. So we'll be able to, uh,
2: it has, yeah, you can do more. Yeah. It was kind of limited on.
1: Yeah. There'll be a little bit more headroom. Um, and we can add some more functionality and then maybe you can do something like, I mean, I mean, we do whatever, whatever you want, but.
2: Well, this is my dream pedal anyway. So I'm sure.
1: I mean, yeah, that's awesome. It could be like a gallows, um, uh, to. two yeah or something like that that would have more uh, have controls over certain parameters or something like that yeah but
0: you know i think it was when i demoed that i demoed a bunch of your pedals i called it recovery week mm-hmm. and that was really fun that's the one the gallows is still the pedal the demo that gets the most positive feedback oh, wow. like consistently like i still get comments on that video about how great it sounds and oh, yeah so like congratulations thank like, you thank you it always makes me happy whenever somebody um leaves a comment on an older video especially makes me happy when it's frankly you like, like people <laughs> I know and our friends with sometimes it's like I, I didn't have much of a connection that pedal like I bought it with my own money and I turned it around pretty quickly but like yeah, yeah it makes me feel good when
2: well this I, I mean the story behind it and the way it turned out is just everything it means a lot to me
1: <laughs> and it's also, I think, a reminder that you, um, you I think, I think that uh, being an outsider and coming in uh, uh, really can bring some uh, unique ideas to the table. Like I, I'm I didn't always know what I was
0: doing. Yeah, I <laughs> can create really exciting things. You know,
1: I think one of the one of the coolest things about this pedal is that you can you is the um, the where the reverb sits so um the reverb's independent of the overdrive and so it's uh it's it's you're getting clean reverb with a distorted sound um and you can also do 100 um wet so i love that a lot of people are doing uh using stop boxes in for mixing these days because everybody is like you know recording their records at home and they want to get you know Put you know their own unique spin on it that they can't do with a plugin. So everybody's like reamping um, tracks with pedals, and um, so the cool thing about this is that you can get 100% um, reverb, and um, you know put it on an aux track, and you don't get that phasing that you would get like normally with like running a reverb. Like you know, if it's still it's 100%, and you're still kind of like getting some phase problems with the, the original track. Yeah. So it's cool because of that. And it just, it just sounds good. Like the, the, the distortion on it sounds great. And, um, yeah. Awesome. Great job. Thanks. Yeah.
2: <laughs> and around the same time as when I learned how to solder. So part of being locked down, I bought a soldering iron and I was like, I'm going to make myself indispensable
0: around here. <laughs> I love soldering. I could legit Me solder too. for hours. I, I do. Yeah. It's so... <laughs> it's cathartic it's just like you're very focused on the task like when i'm doing marketing or even when i'm writing my brain can jump around a lot Mm -hmm. soldering you you gotta pay attention or you're gonna yeah (laughs) you're gonna mess something up but once you get the hang of it like everyone should learn how to solder yeah i do believe that it's just such an easy and good skill to have it's relaxing it is (laughs) unless you're thinking about the lead yeah well uh, yeah i try not to i wear a mask you got me a bunch of uh 95s way before the pandemic so when it hit we were like nice. we <laughs>
1: yeah
0: so we had those um and then i have a little fan yeah we have fans too
1: but... yeah the heiko uh, industrial ones are really good they just they suck really well and uh and use the lead-free solder and um but
0: I like the the way the leaded solder, it just, it's easier. <laughs> it's yeah, lower I temperatures, right? Used
1: it. Yeah. Um, they don't really
0: sell it. There's you can, you can you can still, you can find it, I'm sure, yeah. Surprisingly. <laughs> I don't think they were selling it at Ada's, where I, for some reason, buy my solder at
1: a <laughs> bookstore. <laughs> I'll send you a link to um, a good brand that's, uh, it's, a, it's 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 lead free, and I swear it just, it, it works just like the leaded okay. stuff. It's really nice.
0: Okay um yeah i rely on the flux a lot um yeah yeah it's good stuff
1: and it, it still has like the yeah it bubbles with the flux and does all the, the the stuff oh nice that uh the leaded stuff does but um yeah occasionally i have some in a, an emergency you know bin and um you know pull that out sometimes and if if it's an emergency and uh it's like yeah it's, it's really not that much different it's it's pretty crazy because i remember like especially when i first started getting into this when i was trying to do lead-free stuff man it was that stuff was terrible
0: yeah i think i think that's probably what came in the kit where i learned how to solder it was the, the awful solder it was really bad uh so i was just it made it harder and i feel like i fried some chips because
1: there was too much heat for too long it's kind of like vegan cheese. Um, <laughs> Whereas like, like 10 years ago, you had to like this crappy, like almond cheese stuff. And it was like, and, and, uh, and. My
0: parents had soy cheese, which sucked for me because I was allergic to soy and they didn't know it.
1: Oh, really? Yeah. And they would give it to you and they would make you know, like a, make you a cheeseburger or something.
0: Yeah. And then they get mad at me when I said, you know, this makes my stomach feel bad. They were just like, you're just being picky. It tastes just like real cheese. I'm <laughs> like, I'm not complaining about the taste. <laughs> Complaining about the barfing later. (laughs) So
1: you're allergic to soy? Yeah. So that makes it, um, that'd be impossible to do like any sort of like. So
2: I made us a big snack tray, but she can't eat it.
1: Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. Well, maybe.
2: There's no soy in the Mayokos.
1: Mayokos, I don't think so. We'll see. We'll have to look at the ingredients. <laughs> we'll
0: see. We'll feed it to you and see what happens. Oh, hey. <laughs> it's funny. Like my family, we still get together. every once in a while, um, we were in Cincinnati with my family. We we're having dinner, and there was a salad. And I take a couple bites. I'm like, it doesn't feel good. I go and I look, and there's like soy sauce <laughs> in the dressing. I'm like, y'all, <laughs> I should have looked. I should have looked. I should have looked. You don't expect. You don't expect soy sauce and salad dressing,
1: and that, that would be a tough thing to be. Yeah,
0: soy and cherries. Cherries, honestly, the oh. cherry sucks more because I actually like cherries.
1: Yeah, cherries are great.
0: Sorry to bum you out. <laughs> uh, let's talk about dirty murals. I'm just gonna talk about all the petals you have up here because <laughs> you staged them. I pulled
2: that one out just because Greg loves that petal so much, he has two. Oh, nice. So that I mean, it's probably one of our least yeah we don't really
0: s- yeah i think but can an, you remind people what it does
1: yes it is a delay reverb and um the cool thing about it i think is that um there's independent controls for uh, between the reverb and the delay uh, um and there's two different room settings like big and small and it's just a great sounding uh reverb and delay and a small footprint um, nice. and one of the things I, th- I think that is pretty unique about it. Um, and that I like about it, uh, mm-hmm. especially for doing more kind of electronic stuff is the regen doesn't go into feedback mode. It go, it uh, will repeat at like a hundred percent. So it'll do this like, um, so almost like it's a, like a looper. Oh, okay. So it doesn't get the, uh, the oscillating like out of, which I like too. I like, I, I love that, but, um, that's how this one differs a little bit is that it it will kind of like get this like repeating thing that won't like go crazy out of control um some of our
2: other pedals
1: (laughs) yeah yeah and it's nice to have balance i think one of the reasons this doesn't sell very well is probably my own my own fault for so we used to have a dirty murals a bigger version of it and it was a totally different it was a totally different animal i i think i should have probably Named it something else. I think there was some confusion. Okay. Um, but that was called the dirty murals as well. And, um, a a lot of people liked that, um, delay a lot. It was, uh, it had more of a, I mean, this has a, a, an analog delay feel too, but uh, a lot of people really like that delay. Um, I think I kind of, I messed up on this, but, um,
0: (laughs) no, I love it though. I think it's a, I think it's
1: a great pedal. And, um, the Endless Summer is um, a real spring reverb. It, it It's in a, a big enclosure. Um, so if you have a 125B, so you can see that it's, pro, it's, it's about double the size. And it's a reverb and boost. And so around 4 o'clock, you have Unity Gain. That's where you have like 100% like your signal and and great sounding reverb spring you can knock on it and get your well not now but like when it's plugged in. <laughs> and um and then when you when you go above that it starts to go into overdrive mode so you get oh, that's really cool. cool unique um oh yeah i
2: once dropped it off the deck and i it...
0: <laughs> did you see my video of the time one time i got a spring reverb Pedal delivered and FedEx just did oh, yeah, it over yeah, my yeah. Fence, <laughs> And I just couldn't stop laughing, thinking about the sound it must have made when it landed. I remember that. Also, I called FedEx about that one. <laughs> I, sent the guy, I sent the guy the video I was on the phone with. I'm like, Got an email address? Let me see. <laughs> just oh. He's like, he's like, oh my god! <laughs> you like
1: an hour to get somebody on the phone.
0: <laughs> you know, I don't remember how long it took, but I had the time. <laughs> That's like I, I had the time that day. I, I just like I just want, I just want somebody to know that this happened.
2: <laughs> We've had that. that happen with FedEx too. Just throwing boxes over our fence.
0: Yeah, they're not good in this neighborhood. Mm-hmm. We're we we are neighbors.
1: yeah we're neighbors as well now that we have this out we should just talk about it because this will be like i was gonna ask this so this is the mystic and this is um our um thing that's coming out in fall and it's a it's a desktop kind of pocket synthesizer um it's a very mystical synthesizer and uh there's It's an FM based synthesizer with two carrier frequencies, two modulators and a rate for them and a little uh, delay section Um, for those that like the original dirty murals. That is what this is. There you go. Pretty much. Um, and uh, it's not on this version here, but the upcoming version um, We're still kind of uh, tweaking, a, twe- twe- tweaking some prototypes, but there's going to be an external in on it So you can just plug in your guitar synthesizer or whatever and use the, uh, the delay uh, effects portion and um, The super cool thing about this is that there is a uh, CV controls for uh, every parameter um, of the synth engine so, um, you can use it with Euro, Euro rack or you could even, um, plug in, plug, a um, expression pedal into it to change some values. Um, I originally kind of thought that, um, so the, uh, the Korg, uh, excuse me, the Korg op six, I was, uh, I love that synth just messing around with it and, and dialing up a preset and, uh mess around with the operators and and stuff but there nothing is cv controllable on it and so i thought it would be cool to to do something like that so that's kind of like the uh, inspiration
0: yeah i saw that at um velocity i remember um you said it was based on because i know you guys do the rare bird sales sometimes on etsy's are they still on etsy um we do it on our website now nice even better <laughs> <laughs> um but I got the instrument one. Yeah, that was That's the fun. original prototype that sparked this idea. Nice.
1: Uh, just kind of like wondering if I could do it, if it was something that um, was doable. And um, yeah, so that was like the, uh, the, original, the original inspiration.
0: Yeah, I think I used that in um, a YouTube live video once. It was pretty fun. <laughs> <laughs> I like that kind of thing. Um, I just don't know how to use it yet. Uh, I'm gonna figure it out. I promise.
2: I think this is a good. It'll be a good transitional piece for people who are wanting to get into modular. Maybe.
1: I think so too. I think the, you know, I, I think it just sounds so cool on its own, and then it's so easy to inject like some modulation and in, into it from you know from, from your Eurorack or for, from anything. I mean, you could have like a little one of those Korg step sequencers or whatever. If it's if it's shooting out CV plug it into there and see what it does to one of the parameters. And it's just, it's a cool way to experiment and get some like cool droney sounds and, um, and, um, and sometimes even some musical stuff.
0: <laughs> I like that. Um Yeah. I, I, so did either of you watch all of Tim's panel at Velocity as Tim held from the Podular Modcast?
1: I was super bummed. I couldn't, because I was yeah. hanging out at our booth, but yeah, yeah it was very hot.
2: Yeah, I was I stood in the doorway for a while um, so I could get air and the door kept hitting me. And finally, I got tired of getting hit by the door and I left. But the, it was uh, really it was hot recorded,
1: though. So it's oh, somewhere. Oh,
2: in yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So look for that when that comes out. Uh, that was really enlightening to me as someone who knows very little about modular and like performing with it. I guess it's weird to say I didn't realize that most of the performances are just completely improvised. I had no idea. That's really neat.
1: Yeah, it's kind of tough to do planned out stuff. I mean, you can, you want, you, I mean, you, when you have something coming up, like a, like a, I'll, I'll do those modular night, uh, modular nights shows and um, really try to prepare for it. But there's only really so much you can.
2: There's so many variables. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I'm um, just the it's fact just the that thought of it
2: stresses me out
1: that some of the stuff needs to be unplugged and it's, things get tweaked as you move from one place to another, you know, that is part of it, but it's, um, yeah, I, I have a friend that's getting into modular right now. Uh, I think, you know, uh, Daniel Harmon, Daniel DGH. Um, Gosh, so that name sounds really familiar. No, so we've been working on, like, he's been putting his, his system together and stuff. And, and he's just like, uh, he was super interested but He's like, man, I want it to be musical. I was like, well, <laughs> it's, it's, it's so, uh, relaxing to mess with. And, and, uh, it takes a long time for it to get to that, that point. And then some, you know, somewhere you're, you're, you know, you, some... you really
2: find all those chords relaxing. I'm like plugging, unplugging.
1: Well, I think w- the way Watch you have cable. to approach it with uh, modular is, uh, I think if you have an end thing in sight that you're trying to achieve, then it gets frustrating. Okay. Like you have to really let the modular do its thing and and just you exp- just explore. I think
0: it's the journey,
1: yeah,
0: not the destination.
1: <laughs> yeah, that kind
0: of thing. That makes sense. Yeah, I can imagine getting really frustrated trying to do a specific thing. Like you do that with guitar pedals a lot. You do that with recording a lot. Yeah. Like this is a sound in my brain. This is what I want to achieve. And there, I can imagine they're being something cathartic about just kind of letting something else take hold and just kind of being along for the ride almost.
1: Yeah. And, uh, you know, you 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 buy modules, you fill up your uh, case with things that you, you think are going to be um, pleasing to you, you know, like uh, certain like if you're really into gritty, noisy stuff, then maybe you get like uh, a wavetable oscillator, like some of the like a like a piston honda or something if you're into real real pretty kind of like maybe you get like a rings or something and you just you put these these elements together and you kind of play with them and and then uh based on the things that you kind of know what they sound like you start getting getting some results that you're you know at some point things start to sound more musical and you're just like oh yeah that's it's not only fun but this is sounding really cool too you know
0: Nice. And your units can help people do that. What else, what all do you have
1: over there? I don't even think we have them, have all of them in there, but the ones that we have in there are the cutting room floor and that's our best seller for sure. And that is kind of, um, well, it's, it's like the pedal it's the, yeah, the cutting room floor pedal is, is, is a delay that kind of emulates, um, the functionality of, um, uh, tape echo not necessarily like just like a like a like a tape echo like a like a space echo but like the functionality of like a real um real to real echo oh nice and um there's the dirty murals there yeah, there's the dirty murals in there and that is pretty much with, with the exception of the input and output uh, adjusted for eurorack levels it's pretty much a straight up copy of the pedal
2: a bad
0: comrade
1: yeah,
0: the big red button.
1: Big red button. The little red button. On it. <laughs> little red button this time. <laughs> and uh, some of this. There's the Motormatic, which actually isn't a pedal. It's a really cool. We had it as a pedal for a while. It's really a cool ring modulator. Um, Jupiter Spirits. Jupiter Spirits is a four voice oscillator. To get all of your your oscillating, gonna get, get all of your sounds from that your sound source.
2: And this is my favorite. It's just a blank panel.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it makes sense. To I me. love
0: the aesthetic. You got a little, just like a sun and moon thing on the back of. Yeah.
1: Yeah. We're into that it's mystical like- stuff for our fall look.
0: <laughs> I love it. I love the phases of the moon. What's your favorite face of the moon? Um. I like. Well, I don't know what it's called. It's tiniest sliver. Crescent.
1: Yeah, that's mine, too. Uh,
0: I like a gibbous. <laughs> Which is, okay. This one is more than half full. Okay. So, like... Okay. <laughs> Early when Rick and I were dating, we talked about our favorite moon faces a lot. Okay, well, I used
2: to call him Mr. Moon. That was his nickname. Because he's kind of got a moon-shaped face.
1: <laughs> that's better than Mac tonight. Do <laughs> you remember uh, the McDonald's uh, commercial... From years ago, uh, they had um, Mac Tonight. No. The uh, spokesperson.
0: Like Mac The Knife? Yeah. Okay.
1: And he would sing the Mac The Knife song. <laughs> okay. But it was Mac Tonight, you know, make it Mac Tonight.
0: I don't remember that. There were a lot of McDonald's commercials, so I just do not remember.
1: <laughs> it's good, because I used to get that a lot. Uh, Mac Mac Tonight, uh, um, Freddy Krueger.
0: Get a Freddy Krueger one?
1: No, not, well, that's that's what I would get. Freddy Krueger. People would say that.
0: You oh, no, that. <laughs> just because you look a little like Robert England, there's something wrong with that. Uh, he's a good actor. He's in he's maybe in this, you don't uh, need Stranger to plan all
2: these things out.
1: Yeah. <laughs> no comments, please. Just Mr. Moon.
0: <laughs> he's a great actor. He's in the season of Stranger Things. Robert England. What? Oh, yeah.
1: Which uh, which one? I didn't even know that. There's
0: so just the most recent one. He's uh, in, I think physically in one maybe two episodes but his character is like an important person and it all once it all kind of comes together
1: okay yeah we've seen we've seen the the last season i can't think of
0: oh okay then i didn't know if you'd seen it he's the um the father of the the family that got like he uh the familicide yeah yeah okay so he was uh, the guy who got committed for killing his whole family i see that now he's got a big beard the beard yeah i remember like, I'm like those eyes are really familiar <laughs> i watched so much night on elm street that was my thing <laughs> that was my scary of choice
1: yeah i remember we used to we used to be like yeah Horror movies were our, our, kind of our thing in high school, junior high. And it's um, such a bad idea. It's just like, <laughs> just scaring yourself. And it's to, always teenagers out in the woods. And yeah, you're a like, teenager out in the woods. It's a
0: controlled scary because like, yes, it's scary, but you know, you're also safe. So it's like, like, it's like riding a roller coaster, which I also did a lot of because I grew up near a theme park.
1: Oh, <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, we would go out Same. to like, you know, Camp and and we would be like you know we're like what did you hear about this and this, and
0: this? <laughs> oh yeah
1: what we should be scared about is you know like drinking beer and going out in the river
0: yeah that is a lot more dangerous falling down a ravine perhaps breaking both your legs bears
1: <laughs> bears, bears Nebraska I don't think.
0: oh Nebraska I'm trying to think if I know uh, like oh Omaha that's a place in Nebraska right
1: we had the bunny man though in Nebraska.
0: I need to know more about the Bunny Man right now.
1: He was uh he just lived at Hormel Park, Hormel Park too. It's a place that you would go out and you'd camp out there and you'd um yeah. But he was it a
0: fictional character?
1: Dude, he lived out there, Bunny Man.
0: I'm sorry, was Bunny Man like an like were there pictures? Part man, part bunny, or is it just like a weird guy (laughs) (laughs) nicknamed Bunny Man?
1: Well, if if uh if you if you know about Bigfoot. You know, you would you could understand Bunny Man.
0: So is it is
1: that is essentially just a big bunny man? Yeah, and he runs like 60 miles an hour.
0: 60? <laughs> he runs? Yeah. He doesn't hop?
1: Well, I think he runs. Yeah. <laughs> what? I just, he's a myth, you know, but I, it's true. I, I
0: you can hear you. <laughs> we had the Loveland lizard.
1: The Loveland lizard? Yeah, that
0: was uh, outskirts outside Cincinnati. Is a place called Loveland. And I guess in like the 70s, there was like the Loveland lizard and it didn't really take hold. One thing my friends and I did do is there was this weird, I guess, art project. People put art projects in the middle of nowhere in Ohio, right? It was just a field of telephone poles, like standing up. It was really weird. And my friends and I went out there once and we got so spooked. We ran back to the car. It was like, like not even dark. It wasn't even that dark. It was like starting to, the sun was starting to go down. We're like, <laughs> we big Blair Witch vibes. <laughs> I don't
2: think we had anything like that in Rhode Island.
1: Pirates. That was the,
0: the Rhode Island Pirates. Um, so what, what's next for Recovery Effects? What should people be looking forward to?
1: Well, uh, we have the Mystic that's coming out in fall and um and i've been working on um the basis for uh a new uh a new we we want to do two new pedals in 2023 um and i would also love to do um a revision of the cutting room floor get it get it down to the size um and sound destruction device and uh, further kind of dial in our um you know, our existing products. And I would love to do uh, a a bunch of new demos. Like we really don't have a whole lot of time to, to do demos. Um, And it's just something that I, 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 especially when I go and I look at our YouTube, I'm just like, wow, man, some of this stuff is really old. And um, so, yeah, hopefully we can, we can do that. I would love to get some more people in doing some, some demos. I would love to utilize our space to, um, you know, as people maybe, you know, come through if they're touring. Oh, that's a great idea. You know, get, I'm, we, uh, there was, um, our friend Stu Brooks, um, was on tour. Um, and that kind of gave me the idea that that was a while back. Um, and he came through, recorded some cutting room floor stuff. And, and that was really fun. I would love to do more stuff like that.
0: Yeah. Um, I know, uh, John Spinney from monster watch. uses a lot of your pedals. I've,
1: I would love to have him come in and like, he would be the perfect person to like, uh, do a demo of the sound destruction device, you know? Oh, yeah,
0: he would. <laughs> yeah. I love that. Um, yeah, well, everyone should uh, check out the Recovery Effects website, link in video description, buy some stuff. I bought a t shirt last weekend. I wore it on Monday.
1: I, I, love it. I was hoping you'd wear it today. I could, you know, um, but I thought we were
0: all
2: going to show up in the
1: t shirt. I was going to wear mine. <laughs> I was like, need. I better not wear mine because if, if Emily wears hers.
0: But- no, I was going for the dad on vacation look.
1: Oh, uh, dad on vacation. Look at this.
0: A uh, cat dad on vacation.
2: <laughs> nice. Anything else, Sarah? Oh, um, check out our Instagram. We're pretty active there, and we started a TikTok account. We have like right. thirty friends. So join us. It's lonely over there.
0: Uh, Get my phone. TikTok. think TikTok's another one where I've stopped trying to figure uh, out. What's uh, yeah, I'm not a fan. Yeah. So far. I like wasting time on it, but. It's like, I don't even like hanging out there. <laughs> <laughs> i spend more time there. My my feed's all cats. It's all cats. Oh. It's all like rescued cats. Like that's, I've. it's guitars. And it's people rescuing cats okay. that they find on the side of the road. There is a squirrel so, guy that I follow that I like. A squirrel guy? Yeah.
2: He's cool. He's funny.
0: There's this guy who rescues cats out of trees that I follow. Okay. And that's really sweet. He's like this tattooed bearded guy in Ohio. And he just. I guess, I don't know if he trims trees professionally. He just climbs them. and will just sh- wow. go out of the branch. like, here, kitty, kitty. Oh, <laughs> little, you want a treat? Oh, yeah, you're a good cat. <laughs> it's like, cat's in the bag. He'll pick up the cat. I'll put it in a sack. He's like, cat's in the bag. <laughs> I love that guy. Well, if you follow our Instagram,
2: there's often squirrels, cats, a puppy. So we like to incorporate our home and our zoo. And
0: every, so. the aesthetic is A+. Plus, a+. Plus. <laughs> okay. All right, well, uh, to everyone out there, once again, check out Recovery Effects. Thank you again so much for having uh, having us here, uh, taking over your studio, your beautiful space. Um, and to everybody out there, thanks for watching slash listening. Thanks for understanding. Until next time, my name is Emily.
2: I'm Greg. I'm Zara.
0: Goodbye. Goodbye. Bye. All right, ready? One, two, three, four.